Welcome to Giant Cocktails Happy Hour, a podcast where two amateur mixologists introduce homemade cocktails and discuss what makes each one a giant hit. Now, here are your hosts, Finn and Matthew Henry. Welcome to the lively realm of Giant Cocktails Happy Hour. I'm Matthew Henry, your spirited host, and by my side is the one and only Ben Henry, the maestro of mixology. Brace yourself for an exhilarating expedition filled with laughter, tantalizing recipes, and the dynamic interplay between two cocktail-loving siblings. Join us as we unveil the secrets of mixology. I can't, I can't, I can't even, I can't, I can't even finish this. Just cheers, Ben. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, it was oh. it was getting a little a little too superfluous. It was uh, there's no way we're living up to this. So I just I had to had to. I like Chat GPT just thinks so highly of us. I I'm was really... just nodding along. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. the next line was sharing our fervor for extraordinary libations, and I just was like, that's that's all right. All right. I think right, we're... right. Okay. Extraordinary is a little. Um... Then there was something about towering heights. Oh, right. And uh, yeah. So. Right. I might have to tone Chat GPT down a little bit. Okay. The, okay. Well, you know, Matthew. So, so before we get too far into this, I, one of the things that we do on on the happy hour shows that is different than we do on the giant cocktail shows is that you you do the intro for the giant cocktail shows, and I do the outro. I do the intro. Sorry, you do the intro for happy hour. I do the intro for giant cocktails. Right. And then and then for the outro, we both you know we swap them. Yes. And and you found this cool gimmick. Right, where you just have ChatGPT write your intros, um, but I'm still kind of struggling with the outros. Right, I noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what I've done is I thought, well, if you're using ChatGPT to do the intros, I'm going to start using ChatGPT to do the outros. Nice. Yeah, this All is right. an epiphany while I had I was in, I had while I've been in Iceland. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I'm glad that that finally you know kind of came to you because you know every time you stumble over like yeah. you know what our Twitter handle is and mm-hmm. what you should say and oh yeah rate us and all that. So I'm curious now to get to yeah. the end of the episode and see how ChatGPT does. Me too. Me too. Because I haven't read it. All right. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just, just stay until the end of the show, folks, because it's. <laughs> all right. Well. Uh, let's see. How how am I doing? You did you did yeah. ask me how I'm doing. I'm still in Iceland. I think I did. I'm You're still, still in, in Iceland, Iceland, but I'm also still in my bedroom. I'm in my 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 closet. So the magic we're, of podcasting. Yeah, still. we're still doing the the time travel thing, and I know it's confusing to listeners because you're just like, but I swear I just heard a giant cocktails episode where you actually were in Iceland, folks. It's confusing to me too. I don't know where I am. I don't know how we're going to publish these all things correctly. It's going to be a thing. But uh, but yeah, folks, I'm still in Iceland, and I'm also still in my closet. So this is another time travel episode. That's how I'm doing, Matthew. Iceland right. is great, by the way. <laughs> well, right around this time, I think I'm. Uh, I think I just celebrated my wedding anniversary. Congratulations! Uh, hoping, I'm hoping that we lasted that long going to the future because we are <laughs> recording this a couple of weeks in advance, and you never know. Well, you never know. You never, you know. never know. I mean, I mean a I'd guy like 20... you could. You could screw it 23 up. Twenty three years, and mm-hmm. you know it could just go like that. You yeah, know, you can't. can't yeah, just, yeah. I uh, believe that you could screw it up. It. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I probably. <laughs> could. 
I'm well, sure congratulations. Thoughts on that too. Well, thank you. Twenty three yeah. years. Yeah, that's that's quite a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to think when I met people who said they've been married that long, I was like, man, they're old. And uh, I guess that means I'm old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're older than me, but you've been married less time than me. Yeah, you got a head start. You, you you had your high school sweetheart and just jumped right into it. Yeah, got married when I was 14. <laughs> sure. I'll <laughs> do it. <laughs> no, no, folks, I didn't get married when I was 14. Although, no, we don't I live, mean, We don't live in the South. Yeah, so, no. Yeah. Mal- whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what? Did I say that? Did I say that out loud? You Sorry. did, you Sorry. did. But, you know, Atlanta, Atlanta and the Braves are in the South. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big right. Braves fan, right? So... Yeah. Anyway, uh, maybe you should ask me a question. Okay. I'll ask you a question. This has nothing to do with what we were just talking about. So segue mm-hmm. into our question. Okay. If you had to choose today, like right now, mm. one spirit to have in your cocktails forever, like this is the only spirit that can ever be in a cocktail that you have going forward, uh-huh. what would it be and why would it be rum? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, what kind of what hell am I in? <laughs> where I have to just choose one spirit for the rest of my life. Well, this could be one of uh, Dante's you know, levels. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. One of the circles of hell is you only get one spirit to drink. <laughs> I think there was a one. I, I slept through a lot of that class in college, so I may, maybe uh, maybe it's in there. And I yeah, just yeah. remember it. I, 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 well, one thing I do know about Dante is I think the inner circle is like super cold. It's like super, super cold there, so at least you'd have a chilled cocktails there. Um. Ooh, you know, I'm not sure this would be rum. This is an evil question. I hate this question. I hate this question because it's... It, it, okay, so it would be gin, rum, or bourbon. Okay. Because with bourbon, I could make old fashions and a lot of whiskey sours and a lot of other fun things. My favorite, like, go-to cocktail, though, is something called the Fitzgerald, which is a gin cocktail. But we all know how I like the tiki's. And I love a daiquiri. <sighs> I'm going with bourbon. And the reason I'm going with bourbon is because it's, I feel like it's more versatile, right? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like if, okay, if it was rum, but I could have any style of rum, I would choose rum. Like, you know, I got black rum, I got aged rum, I got golden rum, I could have overproof Mm -hmm. rum. Like if I could just choose any kind of rum, I'm going with rum. Because there's a lot more variables. Right. But if it's like one bourbon, one kind of bourbon, I'm going with a bourbon. Because I like the versatility of it. Um, rum is also very versatile. And don't get me wrong, you can do lots of gin cocktails. But I think bourbon can be sweet. It can be strong. It can be, um, it can be uh, you know, you can add some bitter stuff to it to kind of make it very brooding. It can be all these things. Um, I feel like like, like with a white rum, white rum, which is probably what I would choose in the rum category, maybe a golden rum. Right, mm-hmm. I, I'd be have a, I'd be a little bit more stretched to do some of those like more broody kind of things, uh, and gin. Well, and you're, but, you're a broody person. So. I I yeah. am a broody person, and so I feel like I need something that's broody, um, and gin just gin is very sophisticated. It's flavorful, but it's always on the sharp kind of side of things. It's always on the botanical, you know, dry side of things, um, and I like sweet stuff. So I'm gonna go with bourbon, but I already regret my choice. Well, there, there, yeah. This is one of those that's there's probably no real good answer because you're you're definitely giving something up 
yeah. you know, by by choosing one. But I, I have to agree with you. I thought you were going to go with rum or even gin. Like I thought those because you've spent a lot of time on this podcast uh, right. exploring those two spirits. So right. I thought that's where you're fine. Going. I changed it. So I'm, it's I rum. Was, it's rum. I, was I, use change, I don't know what I did. I was right. It's rum. It's rum, Matthew. Okay. Rum. Okay. See. See, what, just be yourself, Ben. Yeah. Come on, be yourself. It's rum. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, rum. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> Bourbon's like, God, I didn't even want you. Yeah. I want you, Bourbon. <laughs> oh, there it is. This With so your nice. charred oak casks and oh, your aged so good. caramel goodness. Mm. Uh, yeah. Bourbon for me. Uh, for all the things that you said, you know, it's it's very versatile. There's a lot of things you can do with it. There's a lot of great cocktails. And I'm an old-fashioned guy, and I love the old-fashioned. And you just mm-hmm. – you, you could do old-fashions with any kind of spirit, but it starts with bourbon. Yeah. And so yeah. – You're right. Yeah. You're right. I changed I mean, mine that's... back to bourbon. <laughs> You're right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's rum. It's rum. It's rum. Yeah, rum oh. doesn't want you anymore either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that. Oh. I'm so sorry. It's because I love you all so much. Isn't <laughs> Polly Amory is in Matthew, right? Yeah, uh, yes, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. yeah. Something the uh, millennials are doing nowadays. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I don't know. All right, I don't think I want to. All right, well, you know what time it is then? Oh, is it? Is it time? It's time. Is it time? All right, it's time. It's time, it's time. for tip, tip of, of the day. day. Woo! Tip of the day. Tip of the is day is brought to you today by. Checks notes. Uh, the maestro of mixology, <laughs> Ben Henry. Oh, snap. What that's, is your tip of the day oh, snap, today, that's maestro? Me. That's not me. That's, that, that is me. Uh, my tip of the day is fall in love and then become an ax- absolute expert in a template, right? A cocktail template that you absolutely love that that always hits the spot um and for me for example there is a cocktail that i really love adam that comes out of the the, a a book called the 12 bottle bar it's called the fitzgerald and it is a gin cocktail not a rum cocktail not a bourbon cocktail but a gin cocktail it's called the fitzgerald it is basically two parts gin one part uh, lemon juice one part simple syrup and then you throw in a couple of dashes of Angostura bitters, and then you shake that all up, um, and it becomes the Fitzgerald. Um, it is basically a sour template. Uh, it is a cocktail that I am very, very, uh, I can make it, you know, in my sleep. Um, and my suggestion to you folks is find a cocktail like that for you, and then use that as a way to explore creating your own new creations. And so, like, first... Once after you've mastered that template, try swapping out ingredients for one of those four ingredients, like in my case, right? I could swap out the spirit, but keep everything else the same. I could swap out the the citrus, but keep everything else the same. Um, and as I do that, I get to experience very different cocktails, but they're all very, very easy to make. And then once you find a, a bunch of cocktails that you like that way, then actually start adding things to it. Right. So maybe cut back on 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 your syrup and then add in another uh, liqueur that's sweet as well. So kind of go half and half Um, and then experiment in that way. Right. Add something to it and then swap and add 
And now suddenly you are like the master of 20 different cocktails, some of which you don't like and some of which you might even like better than the original. Um, and, and this is a really, really easy way to sort of master the craft of mixology without really a lot of, of, uh, you know, ex you know, you don't have to do a lot of research. You don't have to try a lot of different things. You really don't even have to have a lot of different bottles in your bar, right? Cause you could just do this by changing the bitters up or changing the, the sweetener up and just always using gin or rum or bourbon or whatever your spirit might be. So that's my tip of the day, Matthew. Become the master of a template, then tweak, tweak, and tweak. Again, you couldn't have given this tip like two years ago when I was just starting to figure all this out. Huh? Like, <laughs> this is an excellent tip. Uh, and so those of you who are hearing it that are trying to go down your cocktail journey, this is what you do when you're trying to create your own right. uh, cocktails. I mean, meanwhile... I'm left with like popsicles and lemon curd <laughs> and you're just letting me flounder uh, and and, uh, and yet you give this tip to our listeners like it's just this nothing thing and yeah. this is this is genius. Yeah, thank you. I am a genius. Maestro. I'm, I'm the maestro. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and I, I as you're talking about this, I think you know my own experience, especially with the old fashions that I generally like. Uh, you do a lot of that. You know, you can swap out the syrups, for example. I mean, there's any kind of you know demerara syrup, and then there's you know cinnamon syrups, and there's you know thyme and cinnamon syrups, and just all these kind of things that you can create to just change the flavor profile just a little bit to create an entirely different cocktail. Right. Um, the bitters, you know, there's so many different bitters, and you can change those out and again create a different cocktail. And so, yeah, this is great, and uh, I think that's this is the if none of our tips. Mm -hmm. That we've given so far are as good as this one, folks. So yeah. write this one down. There you have it. Write it down. Ben will put it in the show notes. It's not, it's, it's not just the tip of the day. It's the tip of the, the series. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I'll put it in the show notes, folks. Actually, I think I might be putting it in the show notes because you're traveling. Right. I'm on the road. I'm on the ring road right now. Um, I'm somewhere. Gosh, where am I now? I think I'm now on near the Snallalafas Peninsula. Easy for you to say. No, that's not how it's said at all. That's not how it's said at all. But I will tell you this, Matthew, the sun still has not gone down the entire time we've been here. <laughs> it's been one really long day, man. I don't know when I'm going to sleep. Did you bring a mask? <laughs> um, uh, I planned on one, but I forgot it. That's a throwback uh -huh. to the previous yeah. episode. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, they actually have they actually have uh they have sun blocking or you know those blackout curtains. Oh, yeah. Like, that everywhere. makes sense. They kind of have yeah. to, right? Yeah. I mean, that's they do. They do. It's a thing they do here. Uh, or there depending on whether where you are in the whole time travel thing. <laughs> All right. Well, uh yeah, cool. Cool. That's my tip of the day. All right. Well, I think it's time to talk cocktails and yeah. I believe uh it is my turn. That's right. It's your turn. To Talk about what they drinking. What they drinking, Matthew. And by they, I mean you. Yeah. So as many of you listening to this, you also know that we do the, the Giants baseball part of this. And and the, the name of my cocktail is called the Frisco Sour. And I had meant to kind of save this for a time when the Giants were playing poorly and I could like play off the word sour. But we also 
uh, record as we've let the cat out of the bag over the last few episodes uh, earlier. And it's really hard to be like, you know, to say, oh, I'm sour on the Giants one day because who knows? Then they sweep a team the next and they're playing great. And so so I just thought I would just That's the 2023 Giants, Matthew. They're not going to let you predict (laughs) what they're going to do next. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And and, you know, which makes it a fun season. Right. I mean, we're we're all in. Does it uh, it make it fun? I don't know. It makes it interesting. Yeah. There you go, folks. uh, That's the optimist. Sometimes not so fun. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I also recognize that you know, native San Franciscans don't like to call their city Frisco, but I didn't name this cocktail. It's Poopa. just what it is. Uh, and so uh, I am bringing today the Frisco Sour. Mm. And this one, like some of the others that I've uh, introduced over the last month or so, has quite a bit of ingredients. So, Scott, Twitter listener, <laughs> this one's for you wow. again. One, two, three, uh, four. Five. I lost count. Yeah, right. So I'm going to go through the ingredients right now. Uh, It has one and two-thirds ounces of bourbon, a half ounce of Benedictine liqueur, a half ounce of fresh lemon juice, a quarter ounce of fresh lime juice, a quarter ounce of rich simple syrup, which means uh, two-to-one sugar-to-water ratio, two dashes of Angostura bitters, one dash of orange bitters, and half an ounce of egg white or if you're not into the egg white thing, uh, aquafaba could uh, could work as well. That's eight ingredients. And, eight ingredients. Yes. Okay. So Ben was counting. Good. So eight ingredients. You put all those into a cocktail shaker with ice and you shake it uh, violently for about 20, uh, not 20, 10 to 12 seconds. And then you remove the ice, strain it back into a shaker and remove the ice and then shake it again for a good 10 to 15 seconds to emulsify the egg foam and then you strain it into a prepared chilled coupe glass and let the the egg white foam kind of rise to the top and you've got this lovely sour with uh lots of uh lots going on it's a pretty cocktail i will give you that yeah and it's very floral it's got uh, the Benedictine, definitely adds, and then you've got the lemon and the lime. Uh, you definitely need the rich, simple syrup to balance out the the citrus and the bourbon. Uh, and then the Angostura and orange bitters definitely bring uh, some complexity and depth there. Overall, it is an excellent cocktail. It is one of my favorite sours that I've tried to date. I really like this cocktail. I mean, it is very is very elaborate. I have been seeing this Benedictine in a lot of different recipes, and I guess it's only it's like it's it's not a kind of cocktail. It's like it's like it's a like only only Dom makes this right. And yeah, yeah. Well, I think we've talked about this in a previous episode. Okay. It has this uh, this guy made it in the early 1900s, and he tried to sell it as uh, made oh, by yeah, Benedictine yeah, okay, monks. okay, yeah. That's right, that's right. Yeah. We did talk about this. We did talk about uh, this. Okay. But we know that the monk story is is not true. It's just uh, a good story. That's right. That's right. Uh, but, the it's, but it is a nice herbal liqueur. It is uh, in the you know in the vein of chartreuse, but not really. You know, so ah, <sighs> well, that's good. I mean, it's in the vein of chartreuse, but not really chartreuse. Well, we need some chartreuse. We we definitely need some chartreuse replacements because we do because yeah. the actual monks have decided that it is um, they need to spend more time communing with Pray. God and yeah. they're going to spend yeah. less time making chartreuse, which is like well, they're just not going to make any more than they normally do. So 
Yeah, that's and don't, then the fact that everybody wants it does they don't care. Oh, is is that what's happened? Because suddenly it's like mm-hmm. disappeared. Like you can't find it anywhere. I guess it's popular. Right, because you know all of us cocktail nerds are like, oh, you gotta have mm. chartreuse, and then uh, but they're like, yeah, we don't care that you there's a de- greater demand for our product. We're just gonna make what we normally make. Well, I mean, good for them. I didn't realize that was what's going on. Everybody, chartreuse is horrible. Stop drinking it. You don't want it. It's gross. <laughs> it's the hypnotic of chartreuses. Right, uh, and it's green. Yeah, who knows what that's doing? Or your yellow. Yeah. Oh. But if you have any, <laughs> give it to me. Uh, but anyway, back to this cocktail. I, it's it's not often that you see a cocktail mixing both the lemon and the lime juice. Matthew, do you really think that makes a difference? Uh, I'm going to say yes, because I'm really enjoying this cocktail, <laughs> and I haven't tried it any other way. Right. So right. Uh, I, I feel like... Somebody's done the research that this was the best uh, this is the option. Be- this so. is the best. This is the best way to make a Frisco sour. It's not. It has to be. It has to be half an ounce of lemon juice and a quarter ounce of lime juice. Right. Has to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess if I were to like, yeah, yeah, lime juice is a little bit of a stronger of a flavor. Um, that's for sure. But um, interesting. Uh, okay. Okay. And and is it is it dry? Is it it is not dry, mm-hmm. but it's not overly sweet. It is a very well-balanced sour. I think mm-hmm. uh, the the rich, simple syrup, I think, was genius because mm-hmm. it you know, it doesn't add more volume, but it gives you the nice sweetness that you, you need to counteract uh, the citrus. And, and yeah, I, I, I hats off to whoever created this cocktail. I can't even remember where I found it. I think it might have been Difford's Guide again. I, I, it's one of the places I go to for recipes. Right. But, uh, it is an excellent sour and uh, really complex with lots of flavors going on. And, uh, you know, one step up, you know, or maybe even a couple steps up from a traditional kind of just, you know, spirit, uh, citric, uh, you know, citrus and, and sweetener kind of cocktails. So definitely right. has a lot going on there and it brings it all together very nicely. And so this is a excellent sour and I highly recommend it. Go right. Frisco Sour. Wow. Go Frisco Sour. And you could drink this with the Giants are playing good or bad. That's right. That's right. Because you focus on the Frisco or you focus on the Sour. Right? And I think for the 2023 right. Giants, this might be the honorary cocktail. <laughs> That's right? right. Like, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's sour. You know? Exactly. And exactly. and how's it all going to play out? We don't know. We're not going to know until the last week. Really? Right, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to win the last six games of the week to make the playoffs. I think it's that's, gonna come down. To it's that. gonna. what it it's is. gonna come down to. Right? Yeah. Well, anyway, right. that's a very lovely cocktail. So, uh, so that's what I'm drinking, Jonathan. I mm-hmm. just called you, Jonathan. I'm gonna have to edit that out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ben, what they drinking? <laughs> well, thank you for asking, Matthew. Uh, what they drinking is a monkey gland. I'm sorry. What? A monkey gland. Okay. I'm not sure if I'm uh, down with having monkey glands. Uh. Uh, There's actually a lot of, like, sort of history behind the name of this cocktail. Um, And uh, (laughs) the name is very interesting. So maybe I will get a little bit into that. But first, this is actually a Prohibition-era cocktail. Um, The man who created it created it uh, at his bar um, in Paris uh, during the 1920s because Paris didn't have Prohibition um, because they were a whole different country. And uh, and for those of you who don't know, um, laws in the United States of America don't apply to other countries. 
And uh, the name of the bartender who created his name was Harry. Uh, well, I don't even know how to pronounce this name. Uh, Mac Macalhoney. Um, Macalhone. Anyway, Harry McElhone, McElhoney, he created this in the 1920s at his bar in uh, Paris called Harry's New York Bar. And what I love about this cocktail is not just the name, but also its flexibility. This is a cocktail where you can really explore um, balance and flavor balance and, and dryness and sweetness balance. Um um, just by modifying a couple of the key ingredients. Unlike Matthew's, it is a very simple, straightforward cocktail. It only has four ingredients. Hey, Scott, four ingredients. That's it. That's all you need, buddy, if you want to make one of my cocktails. Uh, <laughs> and so what's in it? It's got two ounces of gin, uh, typically a London dry gin. Um, I am using um, Venus gin from Santa Cruz, so not quite a, as dry of a gin. Uh, and then it has one ounce of fresh squeezed orange juice, which is a touchy ingredient. And I'll get a little bit into that, into why, but it, but it is an ingredient that can give you some problems. And then it is um, a few drops of absinthe. Uh, re most recipes call for somewhere between one to six drops um, or... Um, or just a couple of drops of absinthe. So somewhere between two to six drops of absinthe, and then somewhere between one and one and a half ounce, uh, sorry, teaspoons of grenadine. Um, and what makes this cocktail very interesting is the variability that you can add with the absinthe and the grenadine. So be honest, how much grenadine did you put in your cocktail? <laughs> um... Uh, three quarters of an ounce. <laughs> I'm sorry. How how much? Uh, three quarters of an ounce. Three quarters. Okay, a little bit more than uh, one yeah, and a half teaspoons. I mean, it's because I. <sighs> but to your point, right? Right. To my do, point. You do you. Well, right? yeah. You, you can... do you, and that's that's what I really love about this cocktail. First of all, is is that it is really easy to modify just by changing the absinthe and the grenadine. Right. Always do the two ounces of gin. Always do the ounce of orange juice. And I, I and the reason I went with heavier on the grenadine this time, though, is I do want to call out my navel oranges that I freshly squeezed. OK. Uh, uh, now I got a big bag from Costco and nothing against Costco. I mean, look, they even got them here in, in Iceland. Costco's great. Right. But, you know, like when you buy a big bag of oranges, like there's only so much that you can do. It's not like I can go out and find better oranges. Right. Like, I've got these 16 oranges. This is my lot. And the orange juice in this particular case was not, it, it was not, first of all, not super orangey in flavor. And also very, very um, light on the sweetness. Um, I think it was less sweet than, than your typical oranges. So I don't know. Just this batch of oranges just wasn't bringing it. And uh, and so I needed to bump that up a little bit with with the grenadine. Now my grenadine was was semi homemade, right? I bought some pomegranate juice from from uh, from the store. Um, you know, um, what's that guy's name? Uh, you know, Seller John. Yes, yeah, I okay. bought some from Seller from John. pomegranate juice from Seller John, and um, and and then I made my own grenadine by just making simple syrup basically out of that. Right. So one part pomegranate juice, one part sugar. Um, I did add a little bit of orange juice to that just to 
give it a fun little kick. Typically, people add orange flower. Lime juice? Orange flower. You can can add some citruses, but they typically add orange flower, orange blossom water. water. Yes. Orange flower water. Um, I didn't have any of that, and I couldn't find any. So I added just a a touch of orange juice to it. Um, And so that was my homemade grenadine. And... um, and so I, I went a little bit more on the grenadine because I, I felt like I needed to make up for uh, for the lack of balance, the lack of sweetness coming from the orange juice, which was not carrying its normal weight. And, and orange juice is not typically a super sweet, you know, it's not syrupy sweet in general, right? Um, yeah. But like if you buy it out of the bottle, right, the concentrate, it's it's a sweet, it's a sweet beverage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in this case, it wasn't. So I, I added a little bit more because I felt like it was just basically coming across as watered down gin. Um, now it wasn't that bad in the sense that the flavors were all still there, but it was very it was very gin forward. Let's just say, uh, and so I added a little bit of more grenadine to to balance that on the sweetness side, and uh, I did add a, a healthy amount of absinthe. Uh, just because I like that in cocktails, even though I'm not super big on the that flavor profile in general, I'm becoming more and more appreciative of absinthe in cocktails uh, as a flavor. And so it just adds, um, just creates a lot of different things going on here with a very few amount of ingredients, right? You have the junipery botanicals from the gin. You have this bright sweetness um, from the oranges. You know, your mileage may vary on the quality of your orange juice. Um, you have this very strong herbalness from the absinthe, and then you have the brightness and sweetness from the grenadine. Um, all of these different, very different things coming together from just four ingredients. And and you have all of these different levers that you can pull to kind of create a very different cocktail every time um, that you make this. And so it's a lot of fun. It's a really fun template, you know, referring to the tip of the day to work with if you if you want to like really play around with something just by changing the ratios of what's in it. Um, yeah, so there you have it. The very tasty and um, versatile monkey gland. Oh, the name, though, right? We got to we got to get into the name. Where did this name okay. come from? Yeah, where did the name come from? So uh, Harry was a sick, sick man. No, no, he wasn't. But there was this other dude um, who was like super into um, um, this weird like. So what he was doing is he was like trying. He was he was claiming that he was like curing people of all their illnesses and stuff by giving them injections of like from from monkey glands. And um, honestly, I think this guy was kind of ahead of his time. Um, but it was like in the news, right? And everybody was like, "Oh, what's this weirdo crackpot doing with mm-hmm. this all of these treatments?" And and so kind of like the the name Monkey Gland uh, was kind of came from this this weird guy who was like, you know, all these rich people in New York, right? They couldn't drink, Matthew. It was prohibition, right? So they had to find <laughs> other ways to like, I don't know, treat their mental illnesses. And wow, I'm way out on a branch here. Um, but anyway, that's what I think. So, um, uh, yeah, so the pseudo doctor was injecting people with uh, stuff that he was extracting from monkeys' glands. And I'll let you do oh. the math on, on what gland was being used. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that visual image. You're welcome. Image. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, monkey glands and uh, geesh, that's yeah. That's, um, and and Frisco sours. There's uh, yeah. You, you got options today. That's right. The simple monkey gland or the complex Frisco sour. Yeah. And and that's it. We're we're here at the end of oh, the show. The moment has arrived. The moment. What is ChatGPT going to say uh-huh. to send us off, Ben? Oh, look. <laughs> All right, cool. I haven't read it yet. I'm reading it right now. I misunderstood what I was asking for, but that's okay. I'm going to make this work. All right, folks, that's it for today. We hope you enjoyed the tantalizing tipples we concocted just for you. If you think you can mix it better, or if you're up for a challenge to try these cocktails at home, we want to see your creations, so don't be shy. And then Matthew says, <clears throat> That's right. Where can they share those fabulous drink photos, sibling of mine? Great question, Matthew. Well, our listeners can find us on Instagram and Twitter at your podcast name. (laughs) That would be giant cocktails, folks. Oh, right. Yeah, I see what I did there. Uh, We love seeing your mixology magic unfold. And hey, if you're on Mastodon, we're there too. Search for us with the same handle at giant cocktails and then matthew says but that's not all right don't we love a good chin wag i'm sorry what (laughs) i'm going with it oh absolutely we're pretty chatty on twitter if you're up for some silly banter interesting cocktail trivia or just want to tell us about your day find us on twitter we love to interact with our listeners please tell me about your day I'll, I'll, i'll have to figure out the other yeah. stuff yeah and speaking of our and speaking of love if you love our show says matthew oh you mean as much as you love a well-mixed old-fashioned matthew <laughs> it knows <laughs> yes that much if our listeners love our show what can they do it's simple first spread the word tell your friends about us share the love of cocktails and chatter second Take a minute to rate us on Apple Podcasts. Your ratings help other cocktail enthusiasts find us and baseball fans. And who knows, you might just be helping someone discover their new favorite drink. And then Matthew says, So, folks, shake a leg, make a cocktail, and join our community. And then I say, <laughs> Shake a leg, folks. <laughs> and then I say, Absolutely. Until next time, keep mixing. Keep laughing and keep the good times rolling. This is your name. And then you say, and your brother's name. And then together we say, signing off from your podcast name. Cheers. Cheers. Well, at least I got the cheers part right. 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 I like that. So there you go. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers, Matthew. Cheers, Ben. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up.